Hi everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Because fear is a liar. <laughs> fear is a dirty, dirty liar. It is. It tells you you can't do shit. Yeah. And you can. Amongst other things. Yeah. So on this episode, B, I wanted to continue on with our last episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Going through Rich Cooper's Entrepreneurs in Cars, 20 Red Flags that men should identify or run away from in mm. potential female partners. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, um, we're not quite halfway through and it's not leaving a lot of women. No, but I mean, date them at your own peril, right? Well, yeah. It sounds like all women are probably a bad idea, but... Well, uh, that, again, just, I want to know. Just... I want to know what what is a Rich Cooper approved woman? <laughs> the ones that you, the ones that have just completed the twenty two convention. Well, but I mean, he's not in none of his recent videos has he talked about any like he only talks about his past failed relationships. Right. He doesn't talk about any successful and any, relationships. any current successful ones. No. So I mean, no, he doesn't really talk about any women that he actually likes. No, I mean maybe that's a marketing strategy, or maybe he's the common denominator. Well, there's always that. Okay. Okay, so. All right. We left off on red flag number nine, uh-huh. which was... Party girls. Party girls. And I'm glad we left off there because red flag number 10 mm-hmm. is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, heavily tattooed and pierced women. Yes. So, Rich Cooper concedes that he realizes that some men prefer women with some ink and there will be men that will debate him on this. However, mm-hmm. his experience has taught him that their placement and frequency matters. You know, one tattoo hidden in her bikini line isn't much to worry about. However, if she has a tramp stamp or more than one visible tattoo while wearing normal clothing, then you might want to ask yourself what she is saying to the world. He says that tattoos all over a beautiful woman is like, are like, is like? He wrote is like. I think it's are like. Uh-huh. Putting bumper stickers all over a Lamborghini. You're welcome for that proofreading. You just don't do it. You should be his editor. Right? Oh, my God. And it shows a lack of taste. I've never met a woman with several visible tattoos that didn't bring at least three or more red flags mentioned in this chapter to the table. And he says that heavily pierced women... Okay, let's 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 do tattoos, tattoos and piercings first. separately. I guess what he's saying is if you have tattoos like on your neck or on your face or or all over the place... You're giving me charades. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've talked about like if, if if it looks like you've given a toddler. Oh yes, yeah. There, I've seen some people that look like they have given a toddler a sticker book, and they've just put stickers all over. This is me putting stickers all over my body. Okay, <laughs> you're patting different parts. Yeah, of just your body. patting like I'm hand boning or something. Um, yeah, like it. Some people have all sorts of different styles, all sorts of different placements, all different sizes, different color schemes, like just haphazard as fuck. You have commented quite extensively when you see women and men with ugly, poor thought thought out tattoos. There are women in my life that are not you. (laughs) Okay. What? But uh, that I'm not in in a relationship with that have very poorly thought out tattoo systems 
There is no system. That's the problem. That's the problem. They haven't thought about it. Like, you know, they look like bruises or I always, I always worry about when somebody gets a tattoo in another language Mm -hmm. because like this means be true to yourself in Sanskrit. Are you sure? And then you look it up and it's like. (laughs) I'm a dickhead is yeah. what it means, right? Like, how do you know? Well, I Googled it. Oh, Did you though? Like, how do you know that that's right? Mm-hmm. So this. So what does that suggest to you then? If you see somebody with that kind of... Like a big stick, neck tattoo. Sticker scheme. Or what, like a Mike what Tyson. Is, what is the inherent wisdom in that? I guess it shows... Again, I mean, this is like with a bunch of these red flags. Just poor judgment. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to... If you're going to put tattoos in places that you're never going to be able to cover up, you better be damn sure that it's not going to impact your life in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Like, what What does a face tattoo say for somebody who wants to be in the public spotlight if they're not a rapper? Like, well, for one thing, it makes it very hard if you are a rapper for them to put you in the witness protection like, like program. Like Takeshi Six Nine. <laughs> no, 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 I'm Takeshi Six Eight. Yeah, Sorry, no, it's, it's, it's the wrong guy. Yeah, um, I, I think that I think that tattooing has become a lot more mainstream in the last couple of decades. Then mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more acceptable. It used to be just, you know, just gangbangers and people in motorcycle gangs, right? And prisoners got, got tattoos. tattoos. That's certainly no longer the case well and i'm sure that was part of the attraction for people who weren't in those demographics to get tattoos it was kind of edgy and out there and set yeah, you apart there was, i'm sure there was a transgressional um aspect to it well and i mean i'm sure that this is near and dear to a your rebellion. heart well because you have a couple of tattoos one of them is quite large well this this is <sighs> i mean they're visible if you're in a bikini my, but my placement and frequency was very, very, very well planned out. Yeah. And, and well, stylistically, my, my tattoos, I think about them for a very, very long time. I let them simmer in my brain. I, I, which is the opposite of like my siblings when they get tattoos. (laughs) I, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know that. where to go with that. <laughs> um, my first tattoo I I considered for five years before I decided. And I did my research. Well, that's about good because it's a big who, piece. It, it, it is a big piece. I wasn't planning on it being that big of a piece. But I, I did my research to find an artist that I vibed with and somebody that I felt had a quality of work that I would be proud to have. To he cared a lot about body flow and proportion and artistry and and he's done all of my tattoos and they were placed according to my job and my lifestyle Mm -hmm. and yeah you can see them peeking out a little bit when I'm wearing certain types of clothing and absolutely when I'm wearing a bikini you can see them but the one thing also is that they're very meaningful to me they all mean something right they weren't, you know, and, and, and my tattoo artist has also talked about this where people walk in and they, it's, it's more about the artist than the art. And they'll say, I don't know, give me anything. And he finds that really, really annoying. And like, okay, like it's your body. Like, don't you care what goes yeah. on your body? I got to put it on you and think about what it is. Like yeah, and how I much think, work do I got to do I, here? I, I think there's still that stigma of the drunken night out where you wake up with a tattoo that you didn't even know you wanted or in some cases didn't even know you had until you looked backwards in the mirror or something like that. Oh my God. Do you remember that like 
was it a Lamolson or Labatt's commercial <laughs> where some guy was like a drink responsibly commercial? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the one where he mm-hmm. wakes up and there's like a voicemail playing like, bro, what happened to you last night? Like we lost you when we went to the tattoo parlor and he goes, he sees like he's got a little nipple ring and he's like, he's oh, like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And then like he <laughs> turns around it. and there's like, like, was it like a phone number or a back piece or something on yeah. his, like, he's like, oh, whew, could have been bad. And then yeah, he's got a I'm giant glad I didn't touch. make any weird, bad decisions. Yeah. I mean, that happens, that happens a lot. But then there are people. Does who- it? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I think that there's, that that's changed. I think the culture of it has changed. Do you think people plan out their tattoos a little bit better? I think more people do. And I think that there is more responsibility in the tattoo shops and artists that are like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tattoo you when you're intoxicated. Like that's just problematic. But I do, I, I do understand his point that you want someone who isn't super impulsive. Mm. I think that's, is that, that what that shows I think, us? I feel like that's the nugget that you're trying to take away there is that, you know, when you have someone that has a bunch of unrelated stickers all over their body, it makes you think, what are you thinking? Like, what is the, what is the plan there? Is it just, you know, and this is this, and this is this, and this is this, and this is because I was bored, and this is when I went away, and like, you know, there's other ways to have momentum, mementos of, mementos, mementos of things rather <laughs> <Fresh> than, <maker. laughs> than sticking it on your body. And I think wanting a partner, especially for the long term, that has good judgment is a prudent Strategy. Do you think that this is at all to do with like respectability and you you know like if you're gonna if you are a scion of business and you're taking your partner out to a formal affair and she's got a giant like neck and face tattoo that you're not gonna be able to introduce her to your work colleagues? Do you think that's where that's coming from, or do you think it's the impulsivity? I, partly, I think that I think that the the corporate world is still pretty stodgy. Mm. And I think it depends. I think it depends on who you are. I've seen a lot of women, you know, where they have those, they're like, they look like suicide girls, you know, with the, like the full sleeves and stuff and they're beautifully drawn and the color schemes are gorgeous. And you, I've seen some of these women in like wedding gowns and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it, they're stunning. They're stunning. They look like, they look like, who's, Ariel, you know, Ariel, the mermaid with mm. her, with her, you know, with her gorgeous hair and their full sleeves and stuff like that. Um, but but I think that's, I mean, that is very much a preference that people like or don't like. But yeah, if you're going to, if you've got, I think face tattoos are still a rough sell for a what lot of people. What about like a tramp stamp, which is like a lower back tattoo? <laughs> you know what? I, I think they get a bit of a bad rap too. They were, they were, they were, they're really big in like what the nineties. In the nineties, you know, I think it. I think it's just. Are they called something different now, or are they still called tramp stamps? I don't know. Why don't you tell me what they're called now? Come targets. They... <laughs> no. They're both kind of derogatory terms. Where it kind of, <laughs> you know, and, but I think it was a, a little bit of the titillation too, where like women that were in their twenties in the nineties and they got that tramp stamp, and then ten years later they're soccer moms and. You know, they, they jump up and down to go, yay, Timmy, you got a goal. And then you see their little tramp stamp and they go, ooh, they used yeah, to be a party girl. girl. Party. Yeah. Now she's so, wearing mom jeans. Yeah. Like, I, so, you know, she's traded in her low riders for mm-hmm. mom jeans. For high riders. But, I, you know, 
But I, I get how some people have a preference, but I, I think it's more of a judgment issue than like that, that whole thing. Oh, it's like putting stickers on it. I'm not a car. No. I'm a person. Well, I mean, I always think about the tattoo that your tattoo artist oh God. told you about. <laughs> just, because, just because she doesn't have any visible tattoos doesn't mean she's yeah. not a freak. So, so this, this client was highly educated, mm-hmm. like all the degrees. Like well, to the she, point she where she probably you, would have been in school for about twelve years after high school. Well, she she any. she finished the the post secondary game. She got to the last level. She beat the end boss, and they said, "Okay, now you can't stay here anymore." No, gone. Yeah, and so you know, respectable, professional, Very sort of thing. And she had what was it tattooed? She asked him. Don't don't say it where. Just say where the tattoo is first. Because I want to guess. I want to guess. Okay. Uh, the tattoo was, it was just little words, spit first. And she had that tattooed on her back. No. Her neck. No. Her ear. No. Her nose. No. <laughs> who, who tattoos their nose? To spit first on the nose. Like. <laughs> Especially now. You get arrested <laughs> for that. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Where? Where did, where, where, where did the word spit first on her on butthole. Body? On her anus. On her anus. Wow. Yeah, huh? That is some like dirty, dirty stuff. That is some dirty stuff. And he did it. He did did it. The only one that he told me that he turned down was when somebody wanted their penile shaft tattooed. Would you have to stretch that out? Like, how do you do that? Do you have to stay hard the whole time? No, no, no. They stretch it out. How? I I, I don't. With elastic bands? I don't know. I didn't ask him that because he said he he didn't do it. So he was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm out. I'm good. good. But, But this woman with... With spit first uh-huh. tattooed on her anus, she would look completely. But she would pass this red flag mm, test. It's not quite the bikini line, but okay. No, but it says something about the fact that she has some kinks or that she yeah. has some sexual desires that might not jive with no. you know Rich Cooper's she ideal. Sounds like a woman bit of a party version. girl. But, but yeah. professional, high mm-hmm. achieving, all these kinds of things. You just and, can't tell. There's more there's more to people than their and, and body art is an expression. Yes. And I think that just just, so. just it's too simplistic to just say this person has a lot of visible tattoos, therefore there's something wrong with them and shouldn't be dated. Yeah. Yeah. While that might be true in some cases, I think it's an overall generalization that's really tough. And that's where the piercings also come in as well. Okay, right? what do you think about piercings? Well, he or writes do you think that, it matters? that heavily pierced women uh, are, are fe- another red flag. He are says they- that earrings are okay. Oh, okay, thank but, you. But and if you want to push it, maybe a nose ring. But that if the piercing is like on, in the, like a, like a nostril. Okay, not her septum, nipple. Oh, septum, right here. Yeah, clitoris. That you're doing, like the bull thing, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The nostrils. Yeah. Um, no nipple rings. No nipple no clit rings, rings. No clit rings. Eyebrow, no, no eyebrow, or even multiple piercings up one ear, because you're dealing with somebody that enjoys mutilating their own body, which is a red flag. And I think that's a big leap to go from like a chick that has maybe like a nose ring, an eyebrow ring, and like a couple of earrings mm-hmm. to like a cutter that is, you know, cutting their arms or legs on a regular basis to deal with some kind of well, one emotional one issue. one person's mutilation is another person's body art. Like I've, like I said, I think there's. Well, you know, somebody who does like the like meat hook thing, right? Like I do know someone like that's that's totally who, her thing. Her it's, kink is being um, strung up on hooks. Yeah, metal hooks, 
And she has, it's similar to, I think, when you put spacers in your ears. Okay. And it forms that sort of, there's a loop there. Uh, okay. And she's done the same thing uh, with her back. And that's, it's her kink. She likes to be suspended. Right. That way. And you would, the thing is, you would, ne- another, uh, you would never notice it. No. You, and if you didn't know, you would never know. And by all accounts, she's in a committed relationship with her partner, and it's... They've, they've been together for 14 years, yeah. something like that. They have a business together, very successful business. Yep. Um, they're amazing people. They're super welcoming and positive. They've, mm-hmm. they've been a, a huge force in their community as far as, you know, supporting um, different causes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, by all accounts, you know standouts in the community but she would violate red flag number 10 according to rich cooper yeah i there's nothing wrong with her i'm throwing up giant air quotes and like i said people with a a poor understanding of kinks or body art or expression or just different preferences and maybe this is just a red flag for you and i think that's one of the problems that i have with this is that there are a lot of people that appreciate body art and that kind of expression. And it's a deviation from the norm. Right. And there are, are people in different realms and different fields of work and art that like that. And yeah. so what? And? Speaking of so what. <laughs> Number 11. <laughs> Big, giant, fat notch counts. Uh-huh. So a notch count is like a body count. It's the number of people you've slept with. Okay. And I think he spends like three pages, two pages, like full pages on this. And, so, and notches are like what? Like notches in the best in the bed. Yeah, post? but who has who has a bed post? Who I'm not an like, eight year old boy with a bunk bed. Like if you cut thankfully. my if you cut my headboard, like fluff would come out. <laughs> Because nobody has a headboard made of wood anymore. Like, okay. That's just, uh, okay. So he, Rich Cooper writes that the most attractive quality in a woman is when you know she hasn't been with everybody and won't be with just anybody. Now, he says, setting aside the higher probability of her having an STD, it's a STI, sexually transmitted infection, is the correct terminology. Mm-hmm. Multiple conducted studies have proven that. One, the younger the age a woman loses her virginity at, and two, the higher the number of men she slept with, results in her being far less likely to monogamously bond to a man in a healthy way over a long period of time. So first of all, I take huge issue with the fact that a woman who has slept with multiple men is at a higher risk of having an STI. They're at the same risk of a woman who has slept with one man, but that man has STIs. Yeah, like... Unsafe sex is unsafe sex whether you have a lot of it or a little of it. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter. And I think that no. the, the fear of, well, this woman has slept with a lot of men, so therefore she's diseased and dirty is sex shamey and also not doesn't hold fast as being like an absolute rule. If she, is, if she engages in risky behavior, then maybe. But if somebody had then always Then that's poor had, judgment. Yeah, but exactly. And it goes back to the same with the tattoos and all these other things. Poor judgment is the issue. If, but having lots of sex and having it safely is fine. If you have questions about somebody's sexual health, then you should each be getting tested mm-hmm. and exchanging paperwork. Before what, before you have did. before you have unprotected sex. That's exactly what we did. Before we became fluid bonded, which is when you are having when you have unprotected sex with each other. 
Yeah, which I, I understand how that, that phrase makes people feel weird. It does seem like we're like bonded in some way, like we can't be pulled apart or I don't know. We can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh-oh. No, but that's that's exactly what we did. You got a workup done. I got a workup done. We exchanged we the results. We exchanged the results. Everything was cool. And, and made a commitment that we were only going to have unprotected sex with each other. Yes. If there was ever um, going to be sexual activity with outside partners, that would be protected sex and um we're there anyway so you know that that's happening and i know that that's happening so the level of trust there and that's why i like in that way about that that sti point it's it's kind of irrelevant because it doesn't matter if like there are women who get AIDS, HIV, the first time they have sex, or yeah. herpes, the first time they have sex, yeah. or chlamydia, the first time they have sex. It doesn't matter. Because risky you are, sex is risky sex. It's risky sex. It doesn't matter how many partners you're having with it. So that's bullshit. And, and if you want to know that, if you, if you want to know about my sexual health and about my judgment, then I'll do a test and you do a test and, and we'll see. But then effectively, it doesn't really matter how many people you slept with before because you come to the table with whatever your current results are and you move forward from that point. Correct. Correct. But you get the benefit of all of that sexual experience that they bring to the table. What I, what I think he's not saying is that, and, and this is, men that are concerned with notch counts, in my opinion, are very sexually um, insecure. Okay. So they don't like a lot of competition. Right. And they don't like sexually confident women because they're not going to take your shit. Yeah, like what's wrong with you if 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 you're worried that she might have had a few more dicks? So what? What are you not bringing to the table that you're worried about? Like get better at whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't seem concerned with my notch count. In fact, you didn't even ask me what it was. No, because once I knew that that your paperwork was clear... It didn't matter. It really doesn't matter. No, because sex with you is amazing and it feels awesome. In fact, the fact that I've had a good number of partners and then doesn't it doesn't it make you believe me when I tell you how amazing of a lover you are? Well, thank you for that, You're that, welcome. that compliment there. But yeah, I mean you know what's up. I have a good sample. All the samples. All the samples. No, not all the samples. <laughs> but get better at it. Like, are you terrible at eating pussy? Like, maybe that's get better at it. If you're worried that she's a woman who has more sexual experience than you or has a lot of sexual experience, if your concern is that What is what is the problem with that? Yeah. So like, what? Like be better at at it. Be a good lover. Be a generous lover to your partner. And then you know what? How about this for a challenge? Instead of trying to like shame women that have had lots of sexual partners, why not do your best to be the best one that they've ever had? I feel like that's something that you strove for. Yeah. In all my encounters, mm-hmm. I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it is. Business, video games, fucking. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Why wouldn't you want to be the best at it? Like, at least I, put that effort in. Try. Try harder. Like I remember there was, there was, my family had a cottage. Okay. And uh, we had, because it was an old cottage, they had these like those magnetic like children's letters. <laughs> okay. And I remember, I remember. I don't know where this is going. Don't worry. It's you like this. Okay. Okay. So, so one morning we used to go up with my friends and cousins and whatever mm-hmm. and have this place to ourselves. And, and one morning I went out to the kitchen, I was getting a cup of coffee or something and there was on the fridge somebody had taken whatever the letters that were there and had come up with a very clever phrase eat pussy it's good 
And you know this person. I do? You do know this person. Who was it? It's one of a couple of people that were in my wedding party. Okay, who do you know? Is it know? the one with the giant dick? Well, I think he still has a giant dick. I don't know if it's gone anywhere. But <laughs> You haven't but, seen it since you were 12? Not since I was a kid. But, but, I mean, who do you know in my life who likes craft beer more than me? They like craft beer more than they like you? No, no, no. They no, like craft they beer like, more than you like craft like, beer. Like, are way more serious about Is it that beer. guy? It's that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I should talk to his wife and ask You him, should ask see if, 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 if he believes that. But, <laughs> but that's it. I mean... Don't be afraid. See it as a challenge that you that you need to to meet. What about that assertion about it hampers her ability to monogamously bond with a man? Uh, fuck, I don't. You know what? Like, I I think that if your shitty relationship material, you can't blame the other person for not being able to bond for not being with able you. to have a relationship with you. <laughs> like, if you come with all sorts of fucking ticks. And problems and baggage and all this shit. How is that their problem? And you're problem? so angry about women already, right? Like nobody like nobody wants to be with a with a guy who hates women. Like he writes that women with a higher notch count are more likely to report depression, become single mothers, have personality disorders, and have abortions compared to women with lower notch counts. What? And so what? And so what? So what if a woman has had an abortion? What does that have anything to do with you? Nothing. It has nothing to do with you. Believe me, it doesn't sound like abortions are a walk in the park. Nobody wants to do them they unless are not. they have to. They are not a walk in the park. So, like, so who cares if they if they have had these kinds of things? He says that that. Um, but at the same time, you know, he he speaks out against abortion, except he he doesn't want to pay for any baby that he might make either. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, these women are just trying to trap you. Okay, so shit fucks up sometimes. So wear a condom, dude. Wear a condom or, and sometimes, I mean, I get it. Sometimes condoms break. Sure. We've got, in this country anyway, we've got morning after. Yep. Pill. Just go to the pharmacy and you should, you go. Just go to the pharmacy and get it. Yeah. There's no excuse. No. And, and, and so what? Like nope. people aren't like, and, and actually I, I looked at this, um, he, he, cites the study from the IFS, which is the Institute for Family Studies. It's which a right-wing... Is, yeah, not a partisan source. No, it's it's like a right-wing religious... Like fundamentalist cr- Christian. Christian uh, website. And one of their senior fellows, by the way, um, is on is also does a lot of work with PragerU. Right. Which is what? Which is a, a, a very family values conservative right-wing um youtube channel that that is basically if you can imagine other aspects of a life that you have questions of outside of relationships kind of like the the everything else outside of relationships with women well, they do some relationship stuff oh they but, do some but, very scary relationship targeted, stuff like if like if if you're if if you're not dating to marry you're dating to break up that's a that's that's yeah. one of their relationship but it's very slick. Oh yeah, it's very got slick. great graphics. It's simplistic. They've got some 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 hipster young people, sometimes people of color, mm-hmm. and and it just it it again presents itself as like, hey, I'm just trying to give you like the whole picture. It's so insidious. But it pushes oh a, a very specific agenda mm-hmm. under the surface mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Now, what do you make of the assertion that uh, women 
w- that that Rich Cooper has here that women will never reveal the truth about their notch count to you. So don't bother asking to get an authentic authentic number. They may volunteer it, but be wary of any number they throw out due to women living in fear of being slut shamed, which is a thing. Like, of course, it's a thing. People people okay. will slut shame them. Hold on. Um, at a bare minimum, double whatever number she gives you. And under pain of death, never reveal your number as a man to the woman. Because that just gives her ammunition. Right. Um, do women do women fudge their, their notch count numbers? Yeah, because of men like you, Rich Cooper. I thought you were talking to me. No, not you. Okay. No. Um, women do because they have been, they have been slut shamed. And it's okay for men to have huge notch counts. In fact, it's better. They're revered, especially by other men, mm-hmm. as, you know, alphas and bosses and players and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But women women don't enjoy that that same the same accolade. As far as I'm concerned, it's none of your business. It's not a question that anybody should be asking me, and I won't be asking. So we're keeping score of of the type of woman that Rich Cooper says is ideal. Should be okay. somebody that doesn't want to compete with you. Right. Should, should be financially independent. Mm-hmm. Should have should be sexy and feminine, but also not have fucked very many people. What's that quote from that video that you saw? Keep walk. Keep talking. Uh, like so so sexy, feminine, financially independent. Not competing with you because she's she is successful in her own career. Um, shouldn't have fucked a lot of people, but but when you do fuck her, she is you know fucks you like a porn star would fuck you because. Well, he doesn't say that. No, but that's well, the intonation. That's a- is that like you want somebody who knows what they're doing without actually having you know the body count to thin, to back sexy that up. hooker virgin with boobs and hips. Yeah, but not too big. But but yeah, she she's never had sex. But she wants it. But she's all about sex. Yeah. She wants it. Like a lot. But a little. Not too much. But a lot. It's a great BBC video. What was that? Let's put that in the notes, actually. Yeah. It's it's called um, Leading Lady Parts. It's a phenomenal... It's a phenomenal video about how women can't win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that he has in that one is... Which really... I, I got to read you my notes here. Okay. Men must create their value. Women must preserve their value. And under that, I wrote... Yuck. Like the only the only thing that women have to offer is their virginity. And if they don't have that or they've played, no pun intended, fast and loose with that, Uh, that they no longer have worth as a partner. Right. Because that 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 pussy's all blown out and destroyed, right? And the thing is, is that throughout history, women's virginity was so prized. And that that's what he that's what he writes. Throughout history, women's virginity was was prized. Mm-hmm. And that was their and I'm like, yeah, but that was because women were left out of every other arena except the baby making and marriage arena. Right. They were used to broker deals between countries and 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 heirs were their only job. That was yeah, your job. Just that's your job. Out an air. Produce boys. That's your job. Yeah. Um and that was predating any you know, sort of medical birth control or barrier method or or anything like that. So yeah, virginity was a big deal because if we're talking about heirs to the throne or property or whatever the fuck, yeah, these guys wanted to make sure that the the children that these women were having were theirs. And there was no way to prevent 
them getting pregnant otherwise. Mm. But this is not the Middle Ages (laughs) anymore. (laughs) Women have a lot more value than how many dicks have been in their vagina. I'm so sick and tired of women's worth being equated to how many dicks have been inside of her. It is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous assertion. I'm sorry. I I promised you this was going to be more fun than this, didn't I? Light and fun, you said it was going to (laughs) be. I did say that. I did say it. It'll be fun. Let's do the 20 red flags, she said. It'll be fun, they said. That Institute for Family Studies uh, research that they've conducted Mm -hmm. said that a virgin has a 5% chance of divorce after five years of marriage, whereas a woman with two previous partners has 30% chance of divorce. The data stopped at 10 partners, which indicates a 35% percent chance of divorce seems like you could reliably fuck a woman who has had at least a dozen partners with a relatively similar chance of divorce if somebody who's only fucked two people you know why people get divorced well sexual incompatibility is a huge one it is but very rarely is it because women have a high notch count the again over- unless that the, the man the man is shaming them for that throughout the yeah, relationship but oversimplifying the reason for divorce is that my wife used to be a slut. That's why we're getting divorced. No, there's lots of different reasons why people get divorced. And you're right. Sexual inca- incompatibility is a huge problem and part in of marriage. The, part, and, and, and in nowhere in any of the stuff is he saying that it's a problem that the men have high notch counts. No. Uh, and in fact, there is, you know, he's put videos on his channel talking about why promiscuity wrecks women versus men. Or is that on Prager? Which one? Um, like why promiscuity damages women more than men. Oh, that was him. That was him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, dudes can fuck around, but you got to find that that thin, sexy hooker virgin <laughs> with big tits. And, who's never had sex. And, yeah, who's never had sex, sex, but it's yeah. all about sex. Like, that's what you need to find. So, it's, um, it's such a contradiction. The, the, the end of that says, she is the average of the five people that she hangs around with. If they are or were sluts, she will be the sixth and it's i wrote like, and i wrote there spider says wow right like it's not like they're you know like periods sinking up in a bunch so of girls what? Like. and so what and so what um he also talks about even if she wasn't you know a party girl if she um traveled or she spent mm. her her 20s traveling and European going away to school is a problem. um that she may have slept to with 25 men. And, you know, if you divide 25 men by seven years, that's only three and a half men a year. Ooh, which half a year, though? Well, the you know, if they're going to talk like Rich Cooper, I would prefer the lower half <laughs> rather than the upper oh, half. Oh, come on. We said we weren't going to make this a character assassination of Rich Cooper. You're right. I apologize. Okay. Well, there you go. Be apologized. So use your mouth for eating pussy instead. There we go. It's okay. good. All right. <laughs> yes. Red flag number 12. I mean, like, if I had read this before I met you, like, you know, who knows, right? Okay. Tattoos. Um, I mean, I didn't know your notch count, but... You, you had know, an idea. I had an idea. <laughs> After single, our first date, you had a, a pretty good idea. A single mother? Am I and a single mother, though? Well, you are raising children so, on your own. So single mothers is the red flag. Yes, but okay. is it single mothers where the father is not in the picture? At I feel like all? I feel like that's what it is. Okay, because he says don't not be a cuck. Di- not divorced mothers. Well, okay, he says don't, single mothers. Don't do not be a cuck. Do not raise another man's child. That's his. That's that's okay. Short but sweet. 
There is absolutely nothing in it for you as a man. You do not pass on your own DNA. They do not have your last name. And you are shackled with 100% of the responsibility as a parent, but have 0% of the authority. Now, I looked this up. Okay. Because... Because he's counseled lots of people, he says, mm-hmm. about this. Now, I, I looked I looked something up because um, he, he talked about being financially responsible as a step-parent if you divorce. Okay. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. And I looked it up on the Government of Canada website. And in fact, in Canada, you may have a legal obligation to pay support for stepchildren if the natural parents fail to do so. Right. So if the father's in the picture... So if the father... If the father is in the picture and paying child support, then no. But if the father is not, and you have been a de facto parent for that child for any period of time, you, you could are. be legally responsible right. to pay child support for that child. Um, there is There are statistics on second marriages that the divorce rate is even higher for second marriages yeah, as they are for first marriages. You're not going to hang around because you don't have the same obligation. Well, and I think... A lot of times when you're looking at blended families, and I actually kind of agree with with this to a point, that blended that? blended families are difficult. Blended yes, families are. are difficult. And even if you are, um, whether you're a sort of a stepmom coming in or a stepdad coming in, the idea of trying to run a household, but you don't have any parental authority for discipline or... I feel like you have to have that conversation with that partner. And that's... I think that is the essential piece that that may be missing with a lot of the people that he's counseling. Mm. Is that a conversation needs to 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 happen between those two adults to say, look, these are the expectations with my kids or your kids or however that's going to work. You and I Well, we don't live together, so it's don't. a very different sort of situation than people. But, but you do spend time at my home and when spend, my children are there and, and I spend here. time yep. at your home when your kids are here. And how does that usually work? Like, let's start with my kids. How does that usually well, work? Well, your kids are your kids are almost adults at this point. They're so, they're adults. So I don't young adults. I don't I don't involve myself in any way. I mean, sometimes I've said to them like, "Hey, maybe do this thing because your mom will be upset if you don't do it." <laughs> but I've never been like, "Hey, you sh-, like I've never tried to come down as like a, a parental authority no. on them." No, um, you're more like they, a, they would more just, like a roommate. They would like throw their fingers at me and go like, "Fuck you!" Like I don't know if they'd give you the finger. Well, I, I they, feel like I've raised them better than that. But I think they would feel like, "Who are you?" All of a sudden. But likewise, when you come to my place. And if my kids are here, I don't expect you now to your discipline kids are them. smaller. My kids are little. However, if you see them doing something dangerous, I, you know, yes. I have no problem about you calling them out on that. But I don't leave the disciplining up to you because I, I've never positioned you as a stepmother no. to them. You're just daddy's friend, basically, that has been around for. That doesn't sleep on the couch. Right. That doesn't <laughs> sleep on the couch as they. Where does she sleep? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, I think that. A conversation needs to be had as far as disciplining and authority and certainly a financial agreement or a prenup has to be in place. And and if you are concerned dating a single parent where the other parent is absent or not in that child's life or mm. in that, that person's life, maybe it isn't a good idea for you to move in with them. Maybe it isn't a good idea for you to marry them. Yeah. Because if you're going to be financially responsible for those children... Yeah. If that if that relationship ends, then absolutely that's something that you need to be aware of and you need to make decisions about before you jump in yeah. with both feet. Yeah. So on the other hand, I think that what he's missing is that step-parent relationships can be 
very rewarding yeah. for the adult and for the child. Sure. It is a different relationship than a parental relationship. More like, a, like an uncle or aunt type relationship than, than a mother or father. Yeah, I, I feel like sometimes there's a there's a I think that a lot of children, maybe not right away, but I, I've I've met some people that are young adults now and have had step parents in their lives for a long time. And they are very aware that parenting those step parents were parenting them by choice. Sure. And they there's an immense sense of gratitude to these people. It, that have chosen to be in their lives and take on that role, and I I think that there are there are people who still have their natural parents in their lives, but they're shitty, mm-hmm. and so they've forged these relationships. And if you're going to talk about daddy issues, or you're going to talk about people having issues with their parents, sometimes to have someone else step in and be that role model, be that role model, yeah. or be that support for that child is immeasurable. Right, so I, I think that's kind of missing too. The rewards of of those kinds of relationships is kind of shoved to the side, where it's all about money and it's all about telling people what to do. And you know, I I think it's a little bit more nuanced. Also, as a feminist, I think that there's too many women still that just are white knuckling their lives, waiting for some man to come along and take care of them yeah. and whatever children they have. And I think as a feminist. It's time to step up and find ways to take care of yourself so that, you know, he talks about how women should be a complement to your life, not the focus. I feel the same way with with male relationship with women in male relationships. Mm-hmm. A relationship should be a complement to your life, not the focus, not the savior, not your dependency. Right? So I don't know. I'm a little bit stuck there with that one because I, I, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. I think a lot of people get stuck in situations that they're just, you know, they fall in love with these people and they fall in love with the kids too. Mm-hmm. And they just run headlong into a brick wall and they don't really look at all the angles before. I mean, that's my superpower is looking at all the angles. But yeah, it's, you see every angle. But so I kind of, I get what he's saying. I think if you are going, I mean, he says definitively do not date live with or marry single mothers it's not worth it and then he links to some videos he's got and he's counts he says he's counseled hundreds of men that have made the mistake i think that it is prudent for anybody who is going to enter into a second marriage Mm -hmm. to have a marriage contract Mm -hmm. otherwise known as a prenuptial agreement or prenup because why not like just lay everything out be fair to each other Mm -hmm. and then that way if the relationship ends you're you like you know going into it what your responsibilities are going to be if you absolutely. exit it in a way that's not that, absolutely i think that's the easy way to do it yeah all right next red flag yeah okay number 13 women seeking validation thirsty women posting provocative pictures of themselves looking for attention from men he says that social media is a staple in today's world and almost all women are on it however women who use public social media to gain attention from men should be avoided he said that there are no good girls on social media. The better ones will, will use private accounts, uh, meaning that only friends and family can see their post, and that they wouldn't post provocative pictures. If they're using social media to sell products or services or like a business account, that's okay, but women are, or men are going to try and fleet, or flirt with them. Um, if a woman is posting daily provocative pictures of themselves on public, public accounts with thousands of thirsty beta males, beta seven, following them, 
they're selling something to their sexual agency. Women like this are looking to openly optimize their, their hypergamy. Okay. Uh, what do we go back to? Whatever well, red what flag do you, what was. Do you, like, what do you, what do you, what do you think about that? I have no problem if other men desire you. Right. Because whether, whether you post thirsty pictures on social media or not, it doesn't matter because they don't get to fuck you unless you decide you want to fuck them. Right. So the attention is not, for me, a sign that you're looking for something else if you were to do these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But that attention is not because you're looking for something better. And you can't help how other people react to those kinds of things. But I think, and this, I mean, that, that 90 day season that we're watching right now with that guy who brings his 20 year old Russian girl over and all she wants is lots of money and expensive things and, mm-hmm. you know, expensive cars and all this kind of stuff. And she wants to be a lingerie model. Yeah. And if he doesn't give it to her, then she's like, well, fuck you. I'm leaving. Like mm-hmm. that. She would be the type of woman I imagine that he's talking about in red flag number 13. That is just like. Whoever can be the best provider, I'm going to go with you. Mm -hmm. But there are so many other reasons not to date someone like that. Like, I mean, it it suggests a shallowness that if you are someone with your shit together and you want a partner Mm -hmm. in your life, then, I mean, you're not going to... You're not going to be attracted to these kinds of women for very long anyway. And I mean, getting, again, getting attention, um, this is a way that women feel desirable and that fuels their own sexual desire. You need as a man to be able to determine whether you trust your woman or not. And I think a lot of guys are easily sucked in to those Instagram model type Mm -hmm. people that are maybe that that okay so they're beautiful and they have nice pictures of themselves and all that kind of stuff but what else are they bringing to the table beyond those nice pictures okay i'm gonna say something earth shattering okay to all my brain net in i i don't think it's gonna be earth shattering to you oh okay cool helmet but to everybody leaving listening leaving i hope they're not leaving (laughs) all the men want to fuck all the women, all the time. Oh, yeah? Some, yeah. That's some earth-shattering wisdom you're dropping on us. Do you disagree with me? No. All the men want to fuck all the women all the time. Yeah. If, but, it's so, but those thoughts are so transient. Yeah. And this is, a little, this is a little side note out to all you women, too, who are upset with your guys like, scrolling through Instagram and liking Instagram models' pictures on Instagram and freaking out. And like, no, it doesn't mean... Anything doesn't mean that he'll actually fuck them, but he no, but he wants. But to. it's like, hey, I would, I would like to have sex with that person next. Like it's, and so what? Again, so what? So what? All the men want to fuck all the women all the time. It doesn't mean they get to. No, because women really, have agency. We have agency, and we have standards, and we have, and and. If you think you are dealing with a woman that doesn't have either of those things, then yes, she's excluded as a potential partner for you. What about if red flag number 14, she was a sugar baby? (laughs) It's funny. um, Back a few flags ago when we were talking about extremely jealous women and how um, it's shitty because they snoop into your shit. 
Yeah. Um, well, that's his advice right here. In this one, he advises men to snoop into their email okay. to see if they used to be a sex worker. So there is there is a website called Seeking Arrangements uh-huh. where generally, although not exclusively, mm-hmm. women will post and usually, but not always men, of means will get into an arrangement where they will financially support them in some way. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, sex is part of that equation, but not always. And Or a girlfriend experience. Or a girlfriend experience, something like that. So a lot of quote-unquote sugar babies wouldn't necessarily classify themselves as sex workers, although quite a few of them would engage in what would be considered a sex work designation. It's sex work. Trading sex for money or favors or something along those lines. Yeah. And his whole thing is that if somebody is uh, was a sugar baby, then... There's there's no reason to ever date someone like that. Like they're somehow damaged. And well, that's... he he advises you to scour their your, their email for that word seeking. Yeah, because you can't make a whore a housewife. What if they're seeking enlightenment? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a pretty broad. Make a whore a housewife. That's what he is says. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he says here to I'm quoting him. This is going to require that you look into her private life. But if you're looking for long term relationship material, then you need to take this step to ensure that you aren't going to make a whore a housewife. Like that's kind of all. That's a pretty woman plot right there. He's saying don't do that. How well did that end up for Richard Gere and Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman? Aww. Right. He took a prostitute and. And, and they like lived happily ever gentrified after. Gentrified her. And did you know that in the original cut of that movie, they did not end up together? Uh, I'm sure audience, test audiences hated that. They hated it. Yeah. And so they changed it. How did that end? He he drove to her apartment with the top down on his, or, or with the with the roof open on the limousine and was brandishing his very fancy, I'm sure, umbrella as a sword and... And he rescued the princess from right. the tower, and then she rescued him right back, and they lived happily ever after. Right, because I'm had sure to get that her off ha- the streets. Yeah, what? Which again, you know, they call it a modern fairy tale. It's a little bit weird, but um, you know, we're big fans of Oscar Wilde on this show. We are, He's and one of my cool favorite dude. quotes from him is, "Every saint has a past, every sinner a future." Right. And I feel like there are a lot of intricacies about being a woman that people don't understand. And there are a lot of women who have done sex work in their pasts in some capacity Mm -hmm. to achieve some goal or to meet some end. And I don't think that that precludes anyone from being a good partner in the future. And I will reassert what I said last time. If someone lacks integrity, then, you know, if you are worried that they are just after your money or they are just a gold digger, then yes, those are people that you should exclude from your circle. Mm -hmm. But just because someone has done sex work in the past does not mean they are a ruined individual, does not mean that they are incapable of being a good partner now. So that's how I feel about that. Okay. Number 15. Oh my goodness, look at the time. Uh, pathological liars. Yes. Yeah, if somebody's lying all the time, then how can you believe, how can you trust them? You can't. So then if you catch them out, I mean, he has a shit test where like, give them something that you know the answer to. And if they lie about it, then you know that they're a liar. I, 
that kind of makes me smile a little bit because it's kind of what that's what women do all the time. Do they? Oh yeah, we okay. we very rarely ask you questions we don't know the answers to already. Oh really? No. Okay. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Okay, so so sixteen pathological liars. Yeah, you because you can't if you can't believe them with the most fundamental of things like like important things like sexual health. Yeah, you got to be able to to have fidelity. Absolutely. In that and trust in bye that. bye. Nope. Bye bye. Okay, so sixteen and eighteen are kind of linked. Okay. So let's do 17 first, and then we'll talk about 16 and 18 together. So 17 is hissy fits. Okay. Um, basically, if an adult woman is having a hissy fit, that's mm-hmm. unacceptable. It's fine in a three-year-old, but not in an adult woman. And then he talks about the fact that there's often a correlation between hissy fits and daddy issues. And then does he talk about like like a soft next? Like if a woman, oh, or is that somewhere else? No, I think I think you're right. Um, I, I I think you wanted to talk about like hissy fits and drama queens are pretty much the same yeah. thing. Is that what you want? If if someone is behaving badly, the soft next is you stop talking to them. Mm-hmm. You tell them, you know what, you calm down and you think about it. And you call me when you've thought about it. And then you just basically break off all communication. Yeah. Until they calm down and then everything goes ahead there. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about this European fathers set traditional limits. Yeah. I, I made a note here. Traditional European dads, um, they set out guidelines about when and what cultures their daughters can date. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oftentimes very racist. Um. That is inherently racist. Just that whole statement, like, what is that supposed to mean exactly? And personally, and I don't know if we're going to do an episode just on this, but fathers that behave like gatekeepers of their daughter's sexuality. Like T.I., the rapper T.I.? Yeah, so he takes, T.I., the rapper, takes his daughter for yearly virginity tests at the doctor. And his that gynecologist should, like, lose their license well no because they'll say i can't do this without her permission because she's over 16 oh and then the daughter and he goes goes, okay and he he looks at her and goes there's no reason why you wouldn't want to do this test right right you might as well just sign the paper and she goes okay and (sighs) but um he doesn't do them for his sons Mm. only his daughters however you can't tell if a guy is a virgin however well you can't tell when a woman's a virgin either because there are lots of different things that you know, the hymen, the hymen, the hymen is a is a is a bullshit test for virginity, because you could break that doing lots of other things. Some women don't have one, so you know, yeah. and 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 that kind of it comes back from that disgusting tradition that they used to have where. Um, hanging sheets a, out. a couple would go yeah. go to their wedding night and hang the bloodied sheet out so, for everybody to ugh. nasty yeah. gross. Um, by the way. After that article came out, T.I.'s daughter unfollowed him on Instagram. Uh-oh, that's yeah. an awkward dinner Twitter, conversation. Yeah. yeah, dad, you're gross. Um, anyway, so a woman that would go out and have a, a grown woman hissy fit by defying her father, yeah. um, his, his guidelines for how and whom she should date is just absolutely disgusting to me. Um, but yes, if a woman is going to be, did we not just hear a story about like, a somebody's wife who starts fights in bars and yeah and like knocks women's heads off of 
curbs and yeah and then throws patio furniture into, into the, pool the pool and stuff like that and tries to get her husband to do shitty things to her so that she can call the police so she can call the police on them and then like say look he hit me meanwhile you know she antagonizes him to the nth degree mm-hmm. so what do we what do we think about that wrong all kinds of wrong yeah stay away from those women yeah i mean that goes back to that violence red flag absolutely well. it's a different kind of violence it, it it's abusive I mean, I think there are a lot of women out there who they go out with their husbands and they get a couple drinks in them and then they start shooting their mouth off and then they start fights that their husbands and boyfriends have to finish. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that because you can finish any fight that you start. I'll fight. I'll finish all the fights that I start. How many fights have I started, by the way, since we've been together? In any of the time, in, in the time that we've been together. Zero. Yeah. And likewise. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I've been with men i mean not as an adult but when i was younger i was with one of these hot-headed type guys who every time we went somewhere somebody got punched out and yeah. it, it, and it's embarrassing and terrifying and it's 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 the male version of the hissy fit yeah, yeah. you know it's it's the posturing the you know hyper masculine kind of you know i'll fucking beat the shit out of you and it's 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 horrible get the fuck away from those people so he he writes just as we wrap up this red flag, that men are deductive, rational thinkers and women <laughs> aren't. Ah. A soft next, which you've already described, will allow you to return to the table with a boundary you set. And if she doesn't like it, show her the door. A woman that has genuine burning desire for you and is serious about sorting herself out will do the work. A woman that isn't will resist, make excuses, and will constantly test your boundaries as a man. Again, challenging you is one of those issues, one of those red flags that he competing with you is one of those red flags he raised earlier. So basically, it's a game of chicken. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, if somebody gave me the soft next, it would probably be the thirty first of February before right. I before, before I calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So red flag sixteen and red flag eighteen, I think, are are linked. Okay, so cool. so sixteen is baby rabies. What's baby rabies? Uh, he that writes. Sounds, that sounds like something you get. From Cujo. You're right. Stop fucking animals. No, um, <laughs> no, nobody's saying that anybody has fucked an animal. Oh my God. Uh, and then number 18 is not being in control of the birth. So. Oh, you're going to couple those together too? I think, I think they're kind of. No, I don't think so. No? No. I mean, if a woman has baby rabies, you better fucking be in control of okay, the birth. Okay, all right. That's You fair. see what I'm saying? All right. Yep. Okay. I do. I do. So. I, so I get that you're trying to be expeditious. Well, about you know, this. I'm looking at our time here at, you know, and. It's it's time to you know we still got a few left to do here. Okay. Okay. Well, so you're grouping them now. Yeah. So baby rabies is a term that Rich Cooper came across after he got divorced and re-entered the dating pool in his late thirties. And basically, a lot of the women that he got in contact with or started dating in that same age range were basically thirsty to get you know their biological clock was ticking and they wanted to get pregnant and start their families before. You know, it was, it was, what was that quote about, was it Jessica Simpson or Britney Spears? Like 95% of her eggs or. Oh, um, one of, one of the big players in the manosphere, Mm. um, he, he did a really weird tweet about Taylor Swift Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about when she was, it's so weird to imagine that Taylor Swift is turning 30, like. You know, 90% of her eggs aren't viable. Like, by the time she's 40, 97% of her eggs will be unusable. I hope she decides to have 
a family soon because you know she'd make a cool mom and it was just it was the cringe heard around the world oh, on yeah. that like it's just like oh it's just, i need a shower after reading yeah that. it was just it was so gross and it's just like first of all that is none of your fucking business mm. and second the assumption that every woman needs to have children in order to fulfill some biological imperative is another antiquated idea that really doesn't have much no. place in a modern society. If women want to have kids and a family, absolutely that is their choice to do that. Yeah. There are more and more women who have decided to flout the traditional narrative and not have children and that is okay too and by the way all of you people out there that are like when are you gonna have kids when are you gonna have another kid when you shut the fuck up none of your business you don't know you don't know if they want to have kids at all you Mm -hmm. don't know if they can't you don't know if they're having trouble you don't know anything so please stop asking that question (laughs) sorry (laughs) having said that before i met you i dated a lot of men that were 10 years plus younger than me that wanted to date me because they knew I didn't want to have babies anymore. Because I was in my, I was well into my forties by that time. And I made it quite clear that I wasn't interested in getting married or having kids. And they were like, they're like, cool, we can just fuck without having to worry about that. Or just, or have fun, like just have a, have a, a fun relationship and go out and do things. And they either had kids already and they didn't want to have any more or they weren't ready to have kids or they never wanted to have kids. Mm -hmm. And they said the same thing, that there were a lot of women in that age group, late 20s to mid to late 30s, that all they wanted was to have a baby. And I understand that of men being put off, um, I don't care who I have a baby with, I just want to have one now. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between I just want to have a baby and I want to have a baby with you. I mean, I've seen that with some male friends in both of our lives where it kind of feels like they're looking at their watch going oh, i'm not getting any younger yeah. so this chick seems like decent genetic material yeah. so i'll scramble my dna with her and yeah. off we go so i i don't think it's that's the exclusive realm of women no he, that's true too he's he says that many women put degrees and careers ahead of their prime childbearing years and as they approach their mid-30s they grow desperate he's like remember men you can reliably uh, father healthy children well into your 40s but for women their childbearing years erode rapidly after the age of 30 and which is true it is true which is true and he says that you should any woman that's rushing you into having kids without he says a two-year vetting period but like anybody who's rushing you to have kids that's a that's a, a huge red flag. which i think is i think that is true i think anyone who's rushing you to do anything that is a red flag you shouldn't make a major decision with someone for at least a year. And at that, least a year. And that leads perfectly into red flag number 18. Okay. Which is being in control of the birth. Okay. I have Which a, we, we talked about this with the iron rules though too. We did. He I talks mean, about that. Because he, he mentions he it. Much that's number that. five. But what do you what are you doing, dude? Like if you're if you're sure you don't want to be a father mm-hmm. or you don't want to get quote unquote trapped <laughs> by this woman mm-hmm. bring your own fucking condoms yeah don't don't show up and be like oh do you have condoms oh no it's cool like don't worry about it like i'll pull out or or whatever mm. like never mind the sti risk associated with that like pregnancy is the original sti that's the hu- that's the first sti <laughs> right and, and i mean that's incurable for at least 18 years 
Oh my God, don't I know it. Right? Yeah. So, like, I, do, I just don't understand these guys. And, I mean, it's not... It's. Uh, I was shocked at how many men... I mean, as a woman, I'm sure you up, have a different, in, a different insight on that than I do. I don't. I, I was shocked at how many men would show up, you know, if a date went really well or if we'd been out on a couple of dates and it yeah. went to that point. How many of them show up without their own condoms? You don't fucking know me. I could be, I could have baby rabies and I could be poking holes in condoms all yeah, over the place. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, she just reaches from her drawer with all the condoms that have holes poked in them. Yeah, like, like you don't know. You, you absolutely need to be responsible for your own sexual health. Yeah. And, and also protect yourself from an unwanted pregnancy. If you're not sure that you want to have a baby with this person, you make sure you don't have a baby with this person. <laughs> he writes, and I, like when I read this, I laughed because I was like, who fucking says this? Never, ever trust a woman you're not properly vetted in, sorry, that you are not in a properly vetted long-term relationship with when she says, it's okay, just go inside me. I can't get pregnant. Who says that? <laughs> Please, listeners, Listen, if you, you slept with a lot more women than me, so you tell me. That's true, and not one did you, of them. Did you not? Did you not go on a date with a woman who was like you had to stop her and say, uh, "Just a second, I gotta." Yeah, but that was. I think that was more her inexperience. This is a woman who who had been recently out of a. Ma- she'd been recently out of a marriage, right. so she wasn't like in the dating pool. She hadn't had to worry about that sort of that sort of thing. She's lucky you didn't have herpes. Well, yeah, I'm lucky she didn't have herpes. Like. You're just just raw dogging whoever comes along. Like that doesn't seem like a good I, I idea. Have, I don't think I've <laughs> just just go in me. Yeah, that, I mean, first of all, it that sounds language, like peeing, dude. That that's bad language. I mean, like no like, woman says that. Like just go in me. The enter me. Enter like, me. It's just I don't know. It's just it's just weird. And I mean, yes, first your seed. You don't you don't want to rely on somebody saying that like no, I'm on the pill no, no, or anything no, no, like no, that no, no. like take responsibility you, look if you don't want to be on the hook for fucking 18 years of 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 child support or possibly spousal support then don't not in her <laughs> <laughs> you're so eloquent I mean it feels awesome Tom Segura will has a great bit on like Look, if you've never come inside a woman, you should do it. Like, mm. even if she doesn't want it's you like, to, it's just like, do it's like, it. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't I'm, do that. I mean, that's his advice. It's like when you discover melted cheese. Yeah, like 30 seconds. There you go. And you're like, wow. Wow. How come no one ever told me about that? Yeah. So if you don't want to be a father. Sure, it feels good. But you know what? There's consequences to that shit yeah, if you are not protecting yourself. And here's the thing. Like, for me, I, I don't know. I never understood this. There's a lot of guys out there that that look at condoms and like, oh, it doesn't feel as good, or, or oh, like you know, it takes the sensation away. Or, like they have all these excuses about why condoms are a problem, but if you look at condoms as like you're about to go have sex with a new person, <laughs> you're you're a, you're an explorer. You don't know if that pussy has herpes or whatever it is. Wear a condom, protect yourself, have a great time. You're not really selling it. No, I know well. that sounds weird, right? But. But that was one of the things that I found attractive about you was how much of a responsibility and how much of a priority you put on your sexual health and my sexual health. Yeah. I appreciated that about you because I think there are, I mean, I'm a pretty confident woman, Uh but I think there are a lot of women out there who maybe they are dating again after getting divorced or they're new to dating or whatever and have that and think that that conversation about condoms is really awkward, especially because they wait 
until all the clothes are off yeah. before they go, oh, wait, hold on. Do you have anything? That is not the time to discuss that. No, you have a conversation about that when it looks like it might get Shit's to going sex, down. Yeah. But before you're actually getting naked and hot and heavy because people make stupid decisions when they're Very stupid. Um, I was watching Grease with my boys. Like Last the John week? Travolta, Olivia yes. and John one. When was Which, that? Nineteen seventy what? Nineteen seventy eight. Wow. And you know, um, I was this many years old when that when okay, that came out. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> My dad took me to see that movie. I was in the single digits. Inappropriate. So inappropriate. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't understand how, I mean, it was a good thing that most of those jokes went over my head because as an adult, I watched it again and I was like, <gasps> like, tell me more, tell me more. Did she put up a fight? <laughs> it, it, you know what? It really doesn't stand up no. now. It's really bad. bad, bad, bad. No, no, no. But um, what was my point? What were we talking about? About going to see Greece? Uh, shit. Was it about using condoms? Oh, yeah, because um, Kaniki and and Rizzo are in the back seat of his car, and things are getting hot and heavy, and and he's and she's like, "Do you have anything?" And he's like, "Are you kidding?" And then he pulls it out and he takes it out of the package, and he goes, "It broke." And she's like, "How could it break?" And he's like, "I got it when I was in seventh grade, right?" So it's like in the back of his wallet, like yeah, all, it's like, years and years and years old, ugh. right? And she goes, and they're like, "Uh," and then she goes, "Oh, what the hell?" And just and, raw dogs them? Yeah. And you're just like, ah. I mean, I get it. It's, it's just a movie. And another bitch gets herpes. Like, Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, it's it's tough to watch now. Yeah. But And I realize it's just a play. I get it. I mean, hey, it's no Hamilton. I can tell you that. We're halfway through that right now. Jesus is good, eh? Oh, my God. It's so fucking good. Yeah. If you haven't watched it yet. Disney Plus, Hamilton. Oh, my God. Original cast, 2016 it, performance. Oh, my it's God. Like, it's, it's really so, good. It's so, so, so really, good. Anyway, really good. whatever. Anyway. So. That was my way of keeping it light. You, you like know what? That? Get a Costco membership. Buy your condoms. Buy the skid. <laughs> and you're all good. Yes. Okay. So there's two red flags left. Number 19 is Drama Queens. We and covered num- that. And number 20 is Addictions. Oh, I think okay. we can. I think we can agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Drama Queens one kind of ties back to the one women seeking validation. Like, okay. I feel like that they're kind of linked. And yeah, just like with violence. But it, it's, 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 another, it's, another, it's another indication of emotional immaturity. Yeah. And you cannot have an adult relation, healthy relationship with someone who is not emotionally mature. No. You just no, can't. No, it's gonna It's going to end badly every single time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and again... You need to examine the people that you were, you know, the person that you were considering spending a significant amount of time with and see if, are they in good working order? Yes, absolutely. And and it's not to say that if they are not in good working order that they yeah. are, are, you know, should be shoved to the side, but there are ways to fix problems in their past and make them a good partner. Even to say to them, you know, I don't know if this is the best time for this relationship. Yeah. Maybe some counseling would help. Talk to somebody. I think there's a lot of work being done to remove the stigma of therapy. Yeah. I think that a lot of people are are moving through a lot of issues and trauma with therapy. And it's not, it doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that you're defective. And there's nothing that says that you can't come back to that person once they've had a chance to focus on themselves and deal with whatever things they're dealing with. And I think addictions falls within that realm yeah. for sure. I think you don't it, want to be with somebody who has a dependency. No. However... A recovering addict, if you know this and you can support them in their recovery, I think that you could absolutely 
partner with them, but it's going to be a lot more work than somebody who doesn't have. Mm -hmm. I think it depends. I think it depends at what point of their recovery they're at. Yeah. Um, I really believe that, I mean, you know this, I'm a big proponent of being on your own Mm -hmm. and having your own time. Being comfortable on your own. Being comfortable on your own. Um, enjoying your own company, mm-hmm. having your own hobbies and interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when you have major work to do on yourself, such as recovering from an addiction or a dependency, that is the time where you need to focus on yourself. Yeah. I, I think we've both discussed the idea of emotional bandwidth. Sure. And we've talked about it in, in, in the, the... Different contexts. The context of open relationships and... and um, how much emotional bandwidth we have to devote to different relationships and that emotionally we're both investing heavily in each other emotionally. So there's not a lot of bandwidth left for, for other things, close friendships, close intimate friendships. Absolutely. But anything other than that. And so I think in that same vein, when you are trying to do that kind of work, you need to focus as much energy on yourself as you can. And I think that kind of recovery takes up a lot of your emotional bandwidth yeah. where you're, you don't have anything left to give to anyone else until you are at a certain point in that recovery. Yeah. And you do as, as Sarah Silverman says, I want you to come whole, <laughs> right? Um, uh, she's brilliant, but you know, <laughs> she works to be a whole person every day. I work to be a whole person. I want whoever I'm with to be a, yeah. a, a complete person. I don't want to, for someone, for me to be someone's new addiction. No. As romanticized as that is, sure. I think it's a problematic yeah, oh yeah. thing for there's, sure. There's, there's problems all over that. Yeah. So, so I agree with him. That's, that's, that's not, that's not a, a, a point, an entry point to a relationship no. is someone with an addiction. And, 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 his he talks about something other i mean when i hear addiction i think of like substance addiction right Absolutely. like drugs alcohol yeah. he's talking about unhealthy addictions to things like reality tv or shopping or obviously like <laughs> alcoholics or i think i think the reality like tv the reality tv one is one that we share we share uh, our 90 day fiance we're addiction. not addicted we can we could stop anytime said every addict ever <laughs> Uh, okay, I so, can tell you what we're doing after this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finishing Hamilton and probably watching Ninety Day. I probably, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. We should watch Nineteen Seventeen. It's I've a good had movie. Enough history for one day. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, Rich Cooper, in conclusion, writes that um, you you avoid his advice at your own peril. Um, mm-hmm. He does so say, "Don't." I, I mean, so don't go calling him. No. Don't come crying to him if if you unless didn't, you unless you're gonna pay then and then it's fine. and then you can cry all you want then he can then he'll charge you to call you a dumb so person. I agree with him here where he says that as a man it's incumbent on you to shoulder the burden of performance and to chase excellence in life women can either become an anchor or a sail look for women that are compliments to your life and gladly fill your sails with wind and limit your interactions with anchors that hold you back don't forget it's your responsibility to set and always enforce boundaries that are meaningful to you. I don't agree with the never date or wife up a single mom for all the reasons we've talked about. However, I do agree with that. If they ever become physically violent with you, you must get the hell out of that relationship immediately. And, and women should not tolerate violence from a male partner either. Absolutely not. No one should tolerate that. Um, go with your gut and, uh, a man who's chasing excellence, he says, will have the option of self-respect to drop any woman who's complicating his life. Yeah. I don't, 
think that that is necessarily the issue. I think, I think, I think if you find the right partner, I think the compliment and what they add to your life is immeasurable, Mm -hmm. but you need to take the time and you need to make sure that the person that you spend time with is worth that amount of investment in it. And whether you take these 20 red flags as a way that you figure out their worth or not, you still need to make sure that the person that, as Sarah Silverman says, make sure that they've come whole to you. There are a couple, (laughs) there are a couple of quotes that are attributed to two different people, but I like to put them together because I think they form a nice little life philosophy. Mm. Randy Pouch in the last lecture said, if you give people enough time, they will show you who they are. Yeah, absolutely. Believe them when they say who they are. And Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe them. Yep. So I like to take those two things and apply them to the people that I allow into my life. Yep. Give them some time to show you who they are because they always will. Yep. If they are giving you a facade, it will fall eventually. But when they show you who they really are, believe them. Don't yep. try to project Don't onto Excuses. them yep. what you think they could be or what you want them to be. You need to see people who they are for who they are. And if it's not something... And I, it's the same thing. Women need to chase their own excellence too. Mm-hmm. And if they are making choices in partners that aren't adding to that to that dream or that those goals, then no, that's not somebody that you should be allowing into your life. I'm very grateful to you. You're an incredibly supportive partner. Thank you. And I hope you feel the same way Absolutely. about me. Absolutely. 100%. 110%. I, is there that many percents? You can't really go above 100%. So... <laughs> 100%. I revised my original. Okay. 100%. <laughs> but so thank you for talking with me about this today. Thank you. I know it's a lot. It is. I It's I, heavy. I always want to envision that I always default that to the position that people are just inherently good. And when I read this kind of stuff, it makes me sad because the position that these flags come from is that women are inherently bad and that you have to sift through all the garbage to find that diamond in the rough. And I think that if if all you see is negativity in the world, it's really hard to find things that are positive. And I don't know, I haven't been fucked over a bunch of times like it sounds like he has been. It gives mm-hmm. him this kind of cynical or view Or the men the that world. are asking for his advice have been. Or exactly. And so I'm, I'm not... I don't share that experience with them to be able to to fully sympathize with their position and whether or not that means that I've just been lucky or I've had a better filter for the people that I've let into my life I don't know but I think that when you approach a relationship adversarially like you are an opponent of that person I I, I don't have a lot of hope that it's going to be a, a a successful rewarding relationship no. with that person i noticed that in in that entire we've we've taken two episodes now to go through that entire thing the word love is not he's not mentioned it at all in there at no, all no you know what that's true he's not said anything so about that. and and i don't think that the answer is that adversarial approach like you were talking about so I hope we've kind of unpacked that enough and separated the nuggets of wisdom yep. from kind of the shitty parts that 
I don't think yeah, really you, apply. You, you can and go just, and, and go and on his mailing and, list. And don't do anything except make people suspicious of each other. Yeah. Go yeah. Look, if you want more information about this, you can go to his mailing list, get a copy of the chapter, maybe buy his book, um, report back. Because I don't think I'm going to buy a book. If this is an example of, of the kind of advice that he's giving out, I think I'm good. I'm good. But if you want to and you want to report back, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on social media, Cheating on Fear, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Email info at cheating a, cheatingonfear.com and patreon.com slash cheatingonfear. Yeah, we're going to have some uh, little, little, little special nuggets there. Wisdom side pieces. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Okay, see you next time. See you. Bye, guys. Bye.